You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, as I said at the beginning of the programme, my very special guest is... Uh, personal fitness coach David Davis he's no stranger to Hope FM he's been talking about prostate cancer and how all those guys should make sure that we're checked out but today he's here by himself with a whole host of people who he works with in one capacity or another but you've just come back from Poland haven't you yeah I've just come back from Poland so what have you been doing there um, well, we, we, we went away on holiday, uh, which was which was great. Uh, we, we went away to see um, uh, my wife's parents and a few elders, which my wife hadn't seen oh, for a good 30 years. Uh, and, and, and they're getting on a bit. So she felt, you know, it's time to time to visit them. Did you, uh, did you chill out? Well, very much so, but there's there's, there's another uh, story element to that, but uh, uh, I, I won't share it on the radio at this particular moment in time. Okay, no, wor- no worries. Of course, Poland has really been a big support to Ukraine, hasn't it? Did, mm. did you get any feel of, of that? Um, our first well visit we visited Poland last year to a wonderful place called Rekibich, which is close to the hard U- to say though isn't it? Re- U- Rekibich. It is. <laughs> say it quickly there three times. Rekibich, uh, <laughs> um, uh, which is where uh, Magda, my, my wife's uh, uh, uncles, actually live, uh, uncle and aunt, uh, and they're in their nineties. Um, and that's very close to the Ukraine border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Uncle was saying that uh, about a thousand American soldiers were in the town itself for three or four days, and then they just disappeared. Oh, intriguing! So uh, where they went, I mean, that's anybody's guess. Um, but yeah, they, they, there's a lot of support, I think, within Poland. A lot of support for for Ukrainians. Now, obviously, today we're going to talk about your fitness coaching and so on. How did all this start for you? Was it at the time that you had the prostate cancer, and then, of course, you had your open, you're clear of all of that now? No, fitness coaching for me kind of started many many years ago. Uh, I was uh, in the profession of a uh, being a state agent. We don't say that oh, too, no. too loudly. Nobody's listening, are they? No, good. Uh, yes, I was an estate agent uh, <laughs> uh, six, seven years ago, and um, I was doing physical training, as I always do on a regular basis, being ex-military. I try and keep myself relatively fit. Um, and I was uh, going to various gyms, and, and I was actually teaching people the right way to kind of do things. So I was watching people, and the the 21-year-old spotted-faced personal trainer would be in there not having a clue. So I was actually going up to people and saying, have you tried this method? Because they Mm -hmm. were, I could see they were either struggling or they're going to injure themselves. Um, And and from there, I kind of um, took on a particular client who said, oh, when are you coming back to the gym? I said, well, I'm I'm here most days. Uh, And then she basically said, well, I think you should be a trainer because you're really good. Yeah. Uh, nothing like personal, you know, opinions, is it? Nothing. And, no, and personal uh, recommendation, of ex- Exactly, exactly. And funnily enough, bef- before I met my wife, which was just a, a few months before then, uh, we were in training in the gym together, and she said this, exactly the same thing before before we got married. She said exactly the same thing. And and my job with her was at, to get her fit and, and uh, uh, fitting her wedding dress. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I succeeded in doing um so from there i thought why not just do a personal training course uh a civilian qualification 
um, because I was doing it in the army, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't equate that particular course uh, as a civilian course. So I did my own civilian course uh, past that. And then I set up a little uh, boot camp business um, whilst I was in Chertsey. Um, and then we moved down here five years ago. And I thought, I don't wish to continue to be an estate agent uh, or work for anybody else. So uh, I set up uh, a little company here, which was called Bournemouth Fitness Group. And from there, it took off training on the beach. Uh, where I had again boot camps on the beach, and it's from there it's kind of progressed over the years. I mean, I, I know that you're a man of faith, and that I used to work, as you know, for the YMCA, and the triangle, inverted triangle, is, is the YMCA symbol. Yeah. Uh, each side of the triangle representing body, mind, and spirit, you know, and the concept being that if any one of those is out of kilter, you don't really have a fit person, you don't have a whole person i guess do you focus more with your clients on the body but does the spirit and the mind fit into it as well the spirit and the mind is is huge probably more so than 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 the body because the whole thing is in connection um i i try and work out what my client requires uh and once i kind of i've got the idea of that I then try and find out what's the purpose that they're doing it for. Um, so that's going into the mind side of it. Uh, and, and then I start, I, I, I work on the actual mind element um, by getting them to kind of commit, commit to it and commit themselves to it. Uh, and, and with that, it, it helps the spirit, lifts the spirit yeah. to understand why we're doing this. Uh, to train the mind to, to ensure that we're doing it, we're disciplined and we're doing this on a regular basis. And then at the end of it, whatever you want from it, the body changes in relation to that. And of course, you're doing it in God's great cathedral. That's the building that you hire, isn't it? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Nothing like the outdoors. So you've got the canopy of the sky and the beautiful seaside uh, around uh, and the sand. What, what better environment could you have for helping people to feel good about themselves? And also, of course, to, to get them fit, body, mind and spirit. You've pretty much hit the nail on the head there, Blair. Uh, one of my clients who's with me today, uh, June, uh, I met her within uh, the, the, the gym setting of the beach. Uh, she swims quite a bit, to be fair. Uh, and I met her, she kind of uh, ascended out of the water one day and said to me, what are you doing? I was actually training with one of my client, another client. Uh, and I said, well, I'm a personal trainer and we're, you know, we're, we're trying to stay healthy. And uh, he said, I want you, I want you to actually teach me as well. So do we, not as backward at coming forward then? Not at all. I, well, as you'll find out. Well, here in a moment. <laughs> but what a lovely thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and every morning I, I, I have June on the, we're, we're on the beach, uh, and we're luckily enough, certainly during the winter periods to see the sunrise. And that is such an amazing sight. Absolutely amazing. It's therapeutic in itself, isn't it? Well, we talk about the mind, we talk about the spirit and we talk about body. It is exceptional. It's exquisite, Blair. Absolutely. Uh, the sad reality is that here we are living in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And yet so many of us don't really appreciate what we actually have on our doorstep. I know so many people that live in Bournemouth. Uh, they've probably been in Bournemouth all their lives. 
and very rarely do they go down onto the beach. What a shame. That's terrible, isn't it? I find that incredible, considering it's on your doorstep. I find it and considering that we live in a very stress-filled world uh, with so many demands on us, we need to take time to chill out and have some me time, or me and you time. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so important, isn't it? I think, I think, especially as you say, we, what we've been through with 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 uh, COVID lockdown, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, people losing jobs, uh, the way the economy is kind of rising. There's so much pressure on us. I say it again. Yeah. Um, and if you just you know take a walk outside, and if you've got the the advantage of having something like the beach that we have, uh, just take a walk outside and just sit down sometimes and just just soak it all in and 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 everything seems to just calmly go away as part of my own rehabilitation i, I was two days in hospital and they were fabulous you know pool and bournemouth hospital but one of the things i love doing is i have a walk from my home down to tuckton tea gardens and then along the river and the other day i put had my headphones on and i was playing that lovely song for the beauty of the earth have you heard that i've not heard that one, I, should, I should have actually had it lined up but it's a fantastic uh, it's just a a, a lovely, lovely song. Uh, and it's all about, you know, appreciating the nature. Mm. And and just to sit there and be quiet and enjoy the people doing their thing. Yeah. And lots of, yeah. In fact, I was having a conversation with Ian on the phone and this little lady came up to me because, you know, uh, I used to think people talked to themselves, you know. <laughs> you see them there and they're <laughs> rabbiting on. Of course, it hadn't occurred to me that they were talking on their phones through the their headphones. headphones. Yeah. Well, I was doing the same. And this little old lady, she turns to me and she said, what, what was that, dear? I said, I said, I'm terribly sorry. I'm on, I'm on my headphones. She said, I've got dementia. And I'm so sorry. And she was, yeah. oh. but I, I thought I'd been praying for her ever since, actually, because uh, she was obviously a lovely, very vulnerable lady. Oh, wonderful. But actually, just to be out there and enjoying nature and enjoying watching people mm. enjoy nature. Yeah. Yeah. On the water, or or on land, or taking the dogs for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 tend to see the same people every day, every day with the dogs. Know, whether with their dogs, whether they're in swimming, if they're just just walking along on the beach, or just taking in the fresh air, I don't seem to see different people. It's always the same people. Well, it's part of their routine, isn't it? And that's what I mean. And 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 you, you see that all of these people are quite vibrant. You know, quite look healthy looking, uh, good skin, uh, good posture. Uh, so, so you can't tell tell me doing this on a, a regular basis doesn't have benefits. No, if you you don't need to spend all that millions of pounds on on all these therapies and so on. Just get yourself out there yeah. and and get one with with the beauty of what's around you on your doorstep. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you've, you're going to introduce us to June, obviously, in a moment. And then you've got Sandra. Now, June introduced you to Sandra, didn't she? Yep, June introduced me to Sandra, uh, who's a, a friend of hers. Uh, but she came for slightly different reasons, didn't you? Completely different reasons. Um, to which I was, I, I myself was kind of unsure whether I should take that on board. To be fair, um, I mean, I'm sure Sandra will explain to you uh, uh, later on. But she, she'd had a back operation at the end of last year, uh, and it left her pretty much unable to walk. And uh, June, being a very concerned friend, um, wanted to, to to kind of because she could see that her well-being was completely deflated. Mm. 
Um, Probably confidence uh, as well. Yeah, all, all in confidence, yeah. Mm. But and, uh, and, uh, sadly, you know, uh, she was very, very worried about this. And she kept asking me, you know, what should she do and so on. Uh, and as much as uh, the NHS, uh, and, uh, a tremendous organisation which we have, a, a wonderful establishment, um, they don't have the manpower really they don't have the, the the money resources the operation went exceedingly well um but what didn't occur was the after post operation therapy which of course is very important which is so important mm-hmm. um and and she she did have a physio but she she felt the physio wasn't really doing a, a, a tremendous job um but i think i've i've been with Sandra since march of this year uh, and she's she's improved. And of course, the third person that is going to join us in a moment uh, is Sandy Campbell. Now, Sandy, of course, is I saw her on the telly last week. Oh yeah, she's a superstar, very she's famous. Superstar. Yes, with uh, with Gareth Malone. Yeah, uh, you're part of the choir, aren't you? The funky little beach choir. I am part of the choir. Yes, yes. Sandy has several choirs, and, and I'm part of one of them. Uh, uh, we're going to be hearing from Sandy <laughs> all about that. And do, do you sing in tune? Well, she'll tell you that whether whether uh, I can't I can't give you those. Well, look, we're looking forward <laughs> to meeting all those lovely, lovely people and during the program today. But, but you know, music is just as important. Therapeutic. As, it's very therapeutic, and music, as per exercise, actually releases uh, dopamine and endorphins, which is the the chemical happy uh, happy vibe that we get when we do exercise. Music exactly the same. So it's so important. And of so course, important. anybody can sing. Doesn't really matter whether you're in tune or not, does it? Mostly in the bath, but yes. Although I suppose that you know, I'm sure that I might be taken to task by Sandy on that one, you know. But never mind. And and voice therapy is is to come next, is it? My personal program. Think, well, it sounds if you need it for sure. Absolutely. But I think Sandy will definitely help you. If you had seen me two weeks ago, I couldn't spring two words together, never mind have a (laughs) conversation. But anyway. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, we've been hearing all about uh, some of David's clients and clearly from the musical world, but somebody that David talked about earlier on was a lady who made a regular habit of swimming. One day, she emerged from the waters, I presume on Bourne Beach, and uh, her name is June Cook, and she joins me now. So, you came out of the water, was it Was it at Bourne Beach? Um, Southbourne Fisherman's Southbourne. Walk. And what did you see? Um, well, I'd seen occasionally this gentleman halfway up the beach and he seemed to have different people that he was doing exercises with. And I thought, oh, he's got quite an old one there. Maybe he does old people as well. So when I got to him, I spoke to him and um, said, what did he do? And um, he was with um, what I called a young client at the time. And he said, yes, I, I do exercises with people. Um of all ages but I'm full up at the moment um, sorry about that and then when he saw me on another day he said the lady who was with him at the time had said that I could take a couple of her slots and so that's how I started oh wow so you were quite bold in approaching him in the first place no, I wouldn't say that he looks very easy going. he was personable was he Oh, he's always personable, yeah. Yeah. Now, you joined the group. Have you always been fitness conscious, you know, looking after yourself? Um, I always like playing games and being outdoors. 
Yeah, there's something special about we, we were just saying earlier on that we live in such a beautiful place mm. and many people probably even some listening to us right now, they never even check out the beach or go for a nice walk. You know. Yeah. And life is so full of stress, isn't it? Yeah. I mean that's what David and I really enjoy. Going down on the beach first thing in the morning and then seeing the sunrise, sunrise yeah. and special, taking photos, making people jealous by saying, Look where we are. Now you were talking about old and young there. But actually it really doesn't matter whether you're old or whether you're young, because you can be seventy and young. I've met, believe me, twenty five year olds who actually they're like old men. You know, it's it's a whole attitude thing, isn't it? Yes, I'm sure it is. I mean, maybe our bodies aren't quite as responsive as we'd like them to be, or, or in my case, our voices sometimes. Yeah. But having said that, you know, to to just go with, go with it and do it. You know, mm. have you always been a go for it person? Um, yes, quite active. I'm always bullying people around me to go out and do things, even if it's just a walk. I'm bullying David at the moment to get him into swim because that's one of his least favourite activities. Do you do it in all weathers, swimming? No, I'm, I'm not mad, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's becoming very popular, isn't it? In fact, my, my consultant at the hospital, um, she said to me, that she, she said to me, do I go swimming? Mm. I said, oh, yes, I do, but uh, only in the Caribbean, and <laughs> which is true, actually. Mm. I've never really ventured into... I've mm. never been in the sea in Bournemouth. It's terrible, isn't it? No, um, no it's not terrible. We're all different. But actually, it's quite fun, isn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Yeah. But it's not everybody's. You get, you get that real zest for life. So yes. tell me, what is special about the session? When you've done a good session, well, first of all, what do you do? Are you pushing and pulling? And what are the exercises like? Oh, the exercises. Well, they're different every time. I go twice a week. Um, first of all, he'll say, how are you, in case I've got anything that I've pulled or anything like that. And um, he's always got a programme. David's always got a programme for you ready. Um, sometimes I think I diversify by talking about something, but um, <laughs> no, it's great. It's different all the time. And when we were talking earlier on about friends, I guess that when you are part of a group, you get to meet peop other people who are doing the same as you. Has that happened for you, you know, meet new friends? Um, well, with David, um, it's one-to-one, and um, I'm, my husband goes after me, and... Um, so, but David is friendly with everybody. When they come out of the sea or anything, he just knows everyone and says hello to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you got the grandchildren involved as well. Yes, whenever we've got visitors of any sort, I always say, "Well, we're going for exercises now. Do you want to come?" Um, David is amazing because he adapts to anybody. Like my brother, he started talking about bees to him and making him do exercises willingly. Or my grandchildren. That was tough on me because we had to play games then and I got out of breath and my grandchildren always won. But um, yeah, so he adapts to everybody that comes and um, they all come along looking doubtful and then they join in because we do. How long have you been doing it? I haven't got a clue. Five years? Two years? Two years. Two years. And when you go home after a session, mm. what, what do you feel like? You always feel better. You always feel very pleased that you made the effort and that there was a purpose for going down to the beach. In my jingle jangle morning, I come following you.
That's Mr. Tambourine Man there, of course, with the wonderful uh, Bob uh, Dylan and taking my very special guest, uh, June Cook, uh, back. Now, June is not only keen on the swimming and, of course, in the personal training, but you're also loving your sketching. Mm-hmm. What do you sketch? People are um, landscapes, sir. Uh, I like um, doing outdoor um, paintings, watercolours, because... Uh, I have to carry it around with me. I do watercolours because it's very easy and light to carry um, if you don't do too big a one. Um, I tried doing portraits, but they're very, very hard, difficult to get the eyes right. And they're only successful if someone recognises them, which they often don't in my case. Um, do you use watercolours or is it just... Uh, watercolours. Watercolour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, watercolours for painting outside. When I do people, I just pick up whatever's nearby, um, like a pencil or a biro or something. And you find that therapeutic? Do I find it therapeutic? Enjoyable. I do though. completely lose myself in it. Um, so, yes, I just do it and I completely lose myself in it. So I suppose you could call that therapeutic. Now, both you and Sandra, who have been interviewing in the moment, are, have been teachers. Mm. Um, was that, a, was that your, your lifelong career? Yes, it was, actually. I, I never had the, um, the nerve or um, desire to sort of think of what else I could be. I can't say I ever thought I was going to be a teacher, but I couldn't think of anything else that I could do. And you taught you taught the little ones first of all. Yeah, I was trained to teach primary, um, but when I started teaching, I taught some secondary and some primary, and then finally ended up at Brockner's College, a local sixth form and adult college, and taught there. Yeah. Mm. And how many grandchildren do you have? I have two grandchildren, one the girl's 13 and the boy's 11. So you were saying that they can exhaust you because they like games. But <laughs> well, yes, I mean, children can exhaust you, absolutely. We try to think of things which will exhaust them. While we <laughs> Not just, easy, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, we could look on... But, of course, David wouldn't allow that on the beach. He has to have you take oh, it. very disciplined. Does he know kids? Oh. You've got kids, David, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, the, uh, I, have, I have seven grandchildren. Oh, uh, well done. But the really nice thing about, about having seven is you can, you can hand them back, can't you, to mum and dad? You know, yeah. can have a little bit of fun, but then hand them, hand uh, them back. It's a completely different relationship. It's lovely. It's lovely on the whole, being grandparents, yeah. You have time to listen and um, I just when bringing up your own children you, you just don't remember what they say or what you did because you're just living life so <laughs> busily all the time yeah but with grandchildren it's just different it's completely different now I know you heard me talking about the death of the lady who and um, and you're very honest with me and you said that you, you for one reason or another you didn't have any faith in God was that always the case um I was brought up to be able to judge for myself what faith to have, in a way, so that when I was a teenager, I went round and visited all the faiths, if you like, um, including Quaker, Black Power, all sorts. Um, Well, as a teacher, that would have been, I guess you would have encouraged your pupils to do similar things. 
No, not at all. No, I, I, you, you don't tell children that aren't yours what to do like that. No, I don't necessarily. This is just mean the way I was brought up by I, my parents. I don't necessarily mean religion. I mean in in terms of questioning and developing themselves as human beings. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to question everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I did, and <laughs> it didn't really work because I ended up just like my parents deciding that religion was very useful and it was a good grand myth and I think it supports a lot of people and I'm you know I let them carry yes. on with it but it's it's called live it's and let live isn't it yeah. I suppose yeah yeah absolutely mm. but here you are on a station where of course it's Christian radio station but one of the things that I'm really happy about is a lot of the people who come on the, our programs would be similar to you. They would be either searching, maybe agnostic. I haven't, I haven't discovered too many atheists, you know, who say there's definitely no no God, one or two. But the thing is that your your own story, your own journey, is of itself of interest, and 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 I find that I mean everything you've shared about doing your keep fits and going that extra mile. That is so important, isn't it? I mean, whether mm-hmm. no matter what people believe, that actually to believe in yourself and, and to develop yourself, these, these are things I know that you would have done as a teacher with your pupils, uh, you know, to help young lives develop, to help young people see the potential that, that there is in them. You know, so you're as welcome as any other guest here. Uh, so have you got any goals going forward? You know, is there anything that you haven't done, like flying in an aircraft, wing walking, or uh, or something outrageous that you think, you know, before I eventually leave this world, I, w- I wouldn't mind having a go at that? Any, any ambitions like that? Um, well, I've always wanted to go up in a hot air balloon, but the weather was never right. It'd be all right today, though, wouldn't it? I don't know, but it usually wasn't right. You know, the closest I came to that, you remember in Bournemouth Gardens, there was a hot... Yes, there was tethered, I went up on that, but I went up with somebody who was a very nervous person, and when they got up and they looked down, they said, Mm. let me off, let me off! Mm. (laughs) uh, But actually, it was really great. Mm. I would have been in trouble had the cord that held it securely broken, Mm. and then I would probably be in kingdom come, you know. Mm. But it was a lovely experience. Yeah, I saw that. I wanted to go up in that well and um, one of my sons um, is like me and he was happy to go up but then even that wasn't flying that day so, <laughs> mm. so that's on your list there you know yeah. so David take note you know help help June to go in the hot air balloon <laughs> and then you can come back on the radio and tell me all it was like <laughs> fantastic you're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk now, a whole host of a special people joining me today, uh, all of them, of course, in one way or another, uh, relating to David Davis as a personal trainer. Although my next guest, uh, Sandra, didn't actually uh, start, she didn't want to keep fit. There was a completely different set of circumstances. Uh, Sandra, welcome to the programme. Thank you. Now, you had an operation. How, many, how many years ago was that? It, it was last September. So not so long ago. No, not so long. Uh, 11 months. It was it was on your spine, wasn't it? Yes, a decompression, it was called. Now, I'm pleased to say that the operation was completely successful. 
Um, the operation itself was successful, but unfortunately it left me in the worst position. Yeah. So that must have left you very, very vulnerable. Explain how it did leave you. Um, well, I was supposed to be in hospital for three nights, and I ended up being in hospital nine weeks. And um, I realised very soon that I couldn't stand, I certainly couldn't walk. So I was not in a good place, and I was in pain as well with my legs. So why were you there for such a long time? Was it was it was the difficulty in discharging you? Or no, um, it was rehab, what they called rehab, yes. because something had affected the nerves in my legs, mm. and they the nerves weren't working, and that was the reason I was in such a bad way. So how were you mentally with all of that? Because although you in hospital as you said for nine weeks mm. when you were discharged you, did you, what support did you have? Um, the support was mainly actually from my friends um, I wouldn't say that uh, there was that much support in the way of physio for example and I wasn't advised on all the, th the routes I should take I had to find that out for myself and how did that how did that impact you well, I was quite frightened, really, mm. because I was discharged to my flat with a rollator. I was falling down quite a bit. And in fact, um, the two days after um, arriving home, I was making myself a cup of tea. I fell backwards and scalded the half of my abdomen. Mm. And so uh, that took several weeks to heal. So I was in a very difficult position, but I'm quite a positive person. So, um, you know, I was uh, intent on improving. Now, of course, you also, like, like June, had been a teacher. That's correct. You taught the violin. I did, yes. Uh, so, uh, so actually being able to be look after yourself and also teach and mm. so on, I guess to go from, from doing that all of your life mm. to being all of a sudden very vulnerable, yes. that would have been a big, big challenge for you. Yes, I suppose it was, but as I say, I'm very positive, mm. and um, I will say in the past with difficulties that having a sense of humour has got me through. I've heard about your sense of humour. <laughs> Tell me about this hat that you're talking about, because I understand, of course, that David, who we're talking to again mm. in a moment, mm. but he, ta he takes the mickey out of people, doesn't he? <laughs> he and, certainly uh, does. But he's met his match in you, hasn't he? Oh, definitely, yes. Well, um, I started, David started coming to my flat, and um, it's through him that I've improved as much as I have. But one morning he came and I'd happened to be doing some sorting and found my gardening hat, <laughs> which was a bit battered with a rose on the front. So I thought, oh, I'll tease him. So when he came, I said, um, with a, and I'm quite good with a serious face, so I said, um, would you mind awfully, David, if I wore my hat? And he looked rather puzzled, so I put it on. And um, 
I I said it gives me confidence, but I couldn't keep it up. And it was it was the look on it was the look on his face. I couldn't keep it so up. He was thinking, cannot compute, cannot yeah. compute. <laughs> he was thinking, and I think I think she's a bit of a, a fruitcake. Now, of course, it was new territory for David because he he had trained as a personal trainer. Mm. He hadn't any training. I think he had a long thought mm. about wh- whether or not he could even help you at all. Yes, I think he's probably researched um, you've what been, you've would been help You've been his guinea pig, haven't you? I think so, yes. <laughs> but I'm pleased to say a very successful guinea pig. Yes, he, uh, I wouldn't have been in the position I am without David, and that's definite. Now, he's of course, been brilliant. The journey to David began with your good friend June. That's correct. And uh, I guess that you're thankful to her. You've been friends for a long time, haven't you? Yes, I've known June for a long time, and yes, she's a very good friend. Yes. Do you share her passion for painting and other um, things? I wish I did. No, I'm more of a crafter myself. Yes. You know, well, it's all creative stuff, isn't it? Yes, but I have no talent for painting, I'm afraid. <laughs> but for music, most definitely, yeah. Yes, I'd say yes. Well, it was my profession. Yes. Do you still play? I don't. I had an accident a few years ago, and I had difficult fa- family circumstances at the time, mm. and I didn't play for a while, and it sort of lapsed, and other things were in important so i couldn't so can you remember whenever june actually first spoke to you about david how did she encourage you well she bullied me really bullied you (laughs) june really (laughs) well i was um thinking about you know other ways that i could help myself and she was absolutely adamant that i should go down the route of trying uh, david you know to help me and can you remember the first day you met him i can yes i was at june's house she was that adamant that i would meet him that i was a sort of captive audience shall we say (laughs) and uh, what was it like that first meeting um well he put me at ease straight away i could tell we we clicked you know we got on well fantastic now once you got into doing the the, yes. the exercise, the therapeutic exercises, yes. how do things change for you? Well, enormously, because, um, as I said, um, when I first came home, I was falling quite a bit mm. still, not as much as in hospital. I was constantly falling in the hospital. Um, but with David's help, all the different exercises that he had for me, I gradually got strength in my leg and um, I just sort of went from there, really. Yeah, and I guess also just knowing that there was somebody who cared. Yes. And and knowing something about what your needs were. Yes. You told him, had a lot of conversation about where you were struggling and so on. Yes. I could tell as well that he was very genuine you know he he really had my interests at heart i bet you didn't think you'd be on the radio did you no i didn't but i will say that definitely i am or was his star pupil oh there, there you go <laughs> well i guess it'll have, it'll have given him encouragement 
that to help more people in a similar situation. I to, hope so. I hope so. And there are a lot of people, aren't there? There are a lot of people who are lonely and isolated. And, yes. And, and, and probably, let's be honest about it, you can feel quite desperate, can you? Oh, I can imagine some people would be bereft, really. Mm. But I'm very fortunate. I've got some very good friends who've, you know, come and taken me out because I was unable to go on my own at all. We were just talking a moment or two off air about your feeling vulnerable. Mm. I mean, I, I've had that experience myself, you know, just this last four weeks where where I've had to rely on my wife and on my kids yes. and um, who've been outstanding, you know. Mm. So, so with yourself, I guess that vulnerability, though it never a nice feeling because you mm. want you want to be able to do things for yourself absolutely and as you said having a positive outlook yes. so important isn't it you've got to have drive really to you, improve you, you do but but also you need somebody at your shoulder saying yes. you can do it you yes. can do it yeah. yeah and i guess that's part of the role that david and indeed june would have yes definitely bully though she was yes. but i guess she was doing it for the right reasons <laughs> For example, at Christmas, I was at June's house. I couldn't go up the stairs. I put one foot on the bottom stair, and I knew I couldn't. Now I can go upstairs and downstairs. I come down backwards. No problem at all. So it shows you the improvement. That's the wonderful Roger Whittaker there and the last farewell. Well, Sandra, there'll be people listening to us right now who maybe are where you once were, feeling lonely and isolated. Mm. And maybe they don't even have a good friend like June Mm. speaking in their ear, but they have you. (laughs) So you tell them, why should they check this strange man out, David Davis? Uh, (laughs) Well, as I've said, um, I wouldn't be where I am now without David there. Um, Since I've had David um, helping me, I exercise every day without fail, twice a day. Um, And that's what's made all the difference to me. Well, you've been a very special guest, you and June, uh, and indeed... uh, uh, earlier on with from the funky uh, choir I've just forgotten her name Sandy. Sandy yeah all of you have been stars and you'll have to Thank come you. back and do some more you know uh, <laughs> Barbara Streisand there and the memory. Sandra and I were just talking there because I mean, she, one of the passions that, that Sandra has is music. Obviously, as a musician herself, all of her life, music has been very important. But one of the things about some tracks, like the one that you just heard, are some singers who put their heart and soul and passion into what they actually do. And uh, so well, a big, big thank you to, to June uh, and, of course, to Sandra for being my very special guest. But the man responsible for it all is David. So, David, thank you for bringing your friends with you today. It's, do you know, it's actually been a pleasure, Blair. Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be, and I knew it was going to be fun. I knew it was going to be very informative, and I knew that uh, it was going to be enjoyable, but didn't realise how much, to be fair. Yeah, well, I mean, the, one, the overriding factor is that 
that you're all friends and although your focus has been your personal uh, I think it was June who said that you were a genuine man uh, I think everybody thank you June everybody on the program today I think Sandra agrees as indeed you know uh, no doubt Sandy would agree that um, because actually you, you care for your clients don't you Yes, I, I very much do, um, and I, I feel a lot of passion with with what I do with with every single one of them, whether it be on a one to one basis or the group sessions which I have. Um, they all mean a great deal to me because the fact that they've taken time out to not only to kind of look after themselves, but to to also kind of be part and parcel of the environment for one, especially with my one to one classes. Um, that, that we're, we're all kind of all on the same wavelength, basically. Now, obviously, when you took Sandra on as a client, you did mm. so not too sure about whether you're sure or not. I mean, why, why were you hesitant? I personally believe at the time I, I didn't have the skills. Um, she'd come from a, a, quite a, an, uh, an intense operation. She's uh, physio, really. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not trained as a physio. Um, I'm a personal trainer. And, and, and as much as, the, you know, you're developing things like muscle movement, uh, 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 which is certainly important for, 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 the, for the body and for the, you know, for the mind as well. Um, I, I just didn't feel I was qualified enough to, to, to be able to take Sandra on. Um, now, clearly, your experience with Sandra has proved you wrong to have those doubts. Probably not wrong in the sense because it was the professional thing. You wouldn't have wanted to put Sandra in danger. Exactly. I make matters worse. Of course, I understand that. But what have you learnt through working with oh, her? Oh, And June, for that matter. Um, at no time should anybody feel that they're not capable at no time uh as, as i think we've discussed earlier on today throughout this morning uh as long as you believe in yourself and believe in the capabilities that that is, is whether that be godly given uh or whether that be nurture or nature the facts are we have an ability and that ability should be to to, to, to stay strong and believe in yourself uh, and and what it's taught me, especially I suppose with Sandra, is the fact that as I say, I knew nothing a, a, a great deal about physiotherapy. Uh, yes, I know body parts and what they do, and so on and so forth. Um, but I had to I had to kind of do a little bit of studying uh, to ensure that whatever I was giving her in, in, in relation to exercise wasn't going to was going to be more beneficial than harmful. Uh, so. It got me up my comfort zone to kind of learn <laughs> something that I, I, I didn't know too much about. So, uh, of course, bringing your clients onto a radio program was always part of your therapeutic plan, was it? <laughs> well, uh, you I'm, could, sh- you, I'm sure they nearly died of shock when you said. They did die of shock, yes, yes. And, and, and again, it's all, it's all about comfort zones, you know, because I know at first when I, I mentioned it to both June and Sandra, there's a little bit of hesitation. Um, but they've overcome it, and they, they were actually brilliant today. Fantastic. Well, we've been blessed, and thank you so much. Um, now, we thought we'd like to pray. Oh, by the way, just very quickly, mm. how do people get in t- contact with you if they want to talk to you about maybe helping them? Oh, th- that's fine. I'm, I'm slowly weaning myself, and the reason for that is I'm, I'm slowly going into retirement, believe it or not. Blair. Retirement? Retirement. You can't go into retirement. So I'm slowly weaning myself off Bournemouth Fitness Group, but I... But, 
if you need to get hold of me, um, and, and, and I'm still going to be around to be able to kind of help people, um, but you need to ring, or should I say, uh, email me, uh, and that'd be on david.davis, and Davis is spelled D-A-V-I-S, 2005 at gmail.com. So welcome emails, uh, and, and we can have a, a conversation through through those means. Well, to David, June and Sandra, uh, uh, and to uh, Sandy, it's a big, big thank you from all of us here at Hope FM. Don't be strangers. We're going to appoint you as our on-air fitness coach, so none of this retirement business.